Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is September 9th and I am your host Rod Bloom. Joining me today is Ken Carmen from 92.3 The Fan. How are things going, Ken? Rod, happier hell to be with you, my friend. They're going pretty, pretty well. Hopefully they're going to be going a lot better on Sunday afternoon. Oh, I sure hope so, man. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's just it's it's been a different off season for a lot of, a lot of reasons, just not the COVID. You know, you haven't seen them at all. Um, we haven't had arguments. We haven't had to have arguments over the first four preseason games. There's been no good arguments or fights over who should make the roster and who shouldn't, who's been lackadaisical or anything like that. I gotta admit, I'm a little worried that that could be the way things are in the future. Uh, with a lot of NFL teams, the Browns have been pretty good with access in the past, so I hope things kind of go back to normal. But, you know, we'll have to see. Well, hopefully um, things will be back as close to normal by this time next year, and we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, my friend. Yeah, I sure hope so. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I did a, a little Steelers preview last week, and I was asking him to go back to the NFL draft and the players that the Steelers picked, and it seems like that was like almost a year ago. Gosh. It, it, I, I mean, it. you think about how quick it happens, and it always does happen quick. You get you get to the draft. Once you get to the draft, there is like that normal sports lull in the middle of July. Like on a normal year, there's a sports lull in the middle of the July, but then all of a sudden, boy, you're cooking, and away you go. But, um, you know, for this year, it's just been weird, but gosh, it feels like that draft was, feels like that draft was years ago, and especially... It's a shame with Grant Delpit out, you know, it's going to feel it's going to feel even longer there because you missed one of your top picks that a lot of people were excited to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, I want to give a shout out to to Rachel Shepard. She was going to join us tonight. She's not feeling good, so hopefully she'll be doing better. Uh, we'll get her uh, back on the podcast here uh, shortly, but hopefully she's feeling better soon. We hope she's feeling better. We hope definitely. she's feeling better. I, I'm I was a little, you know, Lizzie, she said, because I've always read her name wrong. I've always called her Rochelle. Well, so I did too until she yeah, corrected it, me on Yeah, because I, I, I knew two Rochelles when I was in high school. So, and they were spelled that way, I swear to God. So <laughs> I, I just always pronounced it that way until you until you corrected me on that. I had no idea. I was like, hey, gosh, she's such a nice lady. And I felt bad when I was like, I haven't pronouncing her name like an idiot. So I hope she's feeling better, though. I'm, 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 I'm sure she'll be feeling good soon, and uh, I regret not being able to talk to her. But I'm sure next time we'll get a chance to catch up. Yeah, that sounds good. Hey, uh, Ken, I wanted to get your your thoughts just first of all on the the composition of the Browns. Uh, well, we'll just call it the initial 53 or wherever we are right now. I guess it's not even the initial anymore. Just the the kind of breakdown by position. I, w- I was looking at this and just kind of want to get your thought. Um, now that they're down to four tight ends, it almost seems pretty, pretty standard and th- well thought out to me. How many guys are carrying e- each position? There's uh, 25 guys on offense, 25 on defense, three on special teams. Um, is there anything that seems kind of out of balance to you in no, this that's, composition? That's a, the only thing that's out of balance is that is surprisingly balanced. Um, yeah, I didn't think yeah. it would. I, I really didn't think it would look that way. You know, when they when they first kept the five tight ends, I I thought you know a lot of guys depending on their philosophy, because defensive and offensive coaches the differences in their philosophy of roster composition is usually on special teams. So like defensive guys like Mike Petton, Mike Petton uh, loved to keep his DBs because he trusted DBs. 
to be on special teams and develop the defensive backs. Um, when you had Rob Chudzinski, Rob Chudzinski uh, for a year, um, you have more wide receivers, or you were supposed to have more wide receivers, and they try to keep more of those guys. Uh, same thing with Hugh Jackson. And so I was, I was a bit surprised that there was your typical. These are six wide receivers. Uh, they got it down to four tight ends, which is fine. Still, some people like three, but there's four. There's a fullback on there, and it's it's surprisingly uh, average, or not average is a bad word for it because then it sounds like you're saying it's an average roster. There's it's a really good offensive roster, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's just surprisingly balanced. I didn't think it was going to be that way. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. It's almost like textbook. You know, it's like they looked up, you know, <laughs> what's the roster supposed to be, and we're going to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, Fill these spaces, and that's mm-hmm. what he did. So, mm-hmm. uh, any big surprises for you on guys that made the team? As far as guys who made the team, no, because we had heard, and and, and I, I will give them credit. Like, and we rip on them when we need to, and we give them credit when we need to. Um, they were pretty good with. I don't want to say they telegraphed it, but they they were pretty good with telling us who they really thought was was good. There was some good reporting in there by by Andrew Gribble and a couple of other people. Kind of gave you a full scope of things there where. That we knew they liked JoJo Natson, and they kept JoJo Natson. Uh, we knew they liked Kadero Hodge. They kept Kadero Hodge. Kadero wasn't a question. Uh, there's been other guys who've been in the past. Like I had him on the preview show, and it's it's never a guarantee. We've had guys on the preview show who got cut, but it's like, no, he's he's going to make the team. He's definitely going to be. He's definitely what they like on special teams. And you know, I I don't want to make the comparison to some of the really good special teamers, but he's he's been pretty good on on those teams there. So he, he's a guy I'd like to look forward to. Uh, going into this season, um, I, I was just a little bit more, not surprised, I was a little bit more surprised that I was right about the cuts, unfortunately. I really thought that this was a year that was going to do in Chad Thomas. Uh, I, I thought that, you know, that's that was a that was a Dorsey pick through and through. Uh, he, I was always alarmed when we first had him on, and you're allowed to have other interests. You are, you are certainly allowed to have other interests, but... Boy, he, he really perked up about the music industry and didn't really want to talk a whole lot about football. So <laughs> I, I wonder, like, yeah. listen, there's there's guys who have, like, Miles Garrett has other interests, obviously, but he still has a passion for success. And I I just never got that out of Chad. I never did. And so I was worried yeah. that, you know, maybe, maybe John got hoodwinked a little bit there in the third round. Unfortunately, it seems that we were right. Um, I was a little bit surprised at Damien Ratley. Was was like I'll tell you that I, I thought that he might be on the bubble, and I thought man they, they it's going to be tough not to keep him because there's been a lot of people who've liked him over the first couple of years, but right. you know, they let go of him. But other than that, there was nothing. There was no whoa moment like we we've seen in a couple of training camps past. Well, and I'm kind of jumping ahead here, and uh, but uh, looking at the practice squad and a lot of the guys were cut. It's like it's it's almost like the Browns got back on most of the guys that they that they would have wanted. I mean, this practice squad is is seems like it's kind of stacked to me. With those um, extra six guys, it I think it makes it easier. You know, it's it, it's much easier to convey that message because so many guys uh, they get they get pulled into the office and told that they're not going to be kept, and they always say, "Well, maybe there's the practice squad," and no one really ever believes it until it actually happens, but. Because you have that extra six people that you can keep on it because of all this, I think that makes a tremendous amount of difference. Yeah. Um, well, they have uh, counting Johnny Stan. They've got four running backs on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the guys the Browns have right now will be fine for the year. But um, I guess they've got plenty of depth there. If they might have to at some point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but um, what'd you think about Cody Parkey coming back to the practice uh, squad? I was surprised about that. Again, you can keep that uh, those extra ones there where, you know, you got you yeah, because all this, especially those specialty ones, you you got to keep guys ready. And he, there is a history of professional football, professional kicking with him. Um, yeah. I hope we never have to go to him. No offense to him. He was he's always was a nice guy, but I hope we never have to go to him. But that was a little bit of a that's a little bit of a blast. Usually you don't get to keep usually you don't get to keep kickers on a practice squad. And so so that no. was a little bit that that was a little bit uh that was a little bit interesting there. But at least hey, you know what? A job's a job. He's got a money paying job in the NFL. So you know, I, I, he's a good dude. I'm happy for him. It's a shame what happened to him with the Bears, but you know, it, it, we we move on with it. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Kareem Hunt signed the extension with the Browns. Did, did this surprise you at all? I I really was. I, I was really surprised. And I wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, this is bad or anything like that. It, it was just, wow, they, they've actually, they've, they've signed Kareem Hunt. I didn't see them really signing Kareem Hunt. I thought he might play this year and then they might go their separate ways. But it's a smart deal on Kareem's end because he, he gets some guaranteed money. I mean, you're looking at the money that's guaranteed, and I think it's eight. Am I wrong? Is it eight somewhere yeah, in there? Yeah, it's, it's 8.5, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you get some guaranteed money there where, you know, if he if he, if he he plays it right, the guaranteed money, he's set. Um, but he also gets a chance to really showcase himself and, and make it a, one, it's a tradable contract, but at the same time, if you trade him, he's 25. He'd be 28 at the end of it. You know you'd have to pay him. Are they going to pay for a 28-year-old running back? No. Um, and also, let's be honest. I mean, this is a guy who's messed up big time twice. Mm-hmm. And so to get $8 million, $8.5 million guaranteed, I mean, he, I, I don't know where he stands in terms of religion, but he, he better be thanking anybody he prays to that that actually happened. Now it's just on him to go out there and, and to be a part of the offense because he he can do things for the offense that I, I think that we we didn't get a chance to see last year because they were in such disarray. Right. And I don't think they can, they knew how to use them. Or, not that they didn't know how to use them. I don't think they could agree on how to use them. So I think that he'll he'll be able to line up in the slot. I think he'll be able to, to do wheel routes out of the backfield, swing routes out of the backfield. I think that he'll be able to sit and then drop into the flat and, and be a nice option for for Baker Mayfield there. I think Baker Mayfield can can get some nice yards using him. And and if he is a great athlete, which he still is at 25, he better still be a great athlete. Uh, I have no problem with Baker checking down and turning third or, and turning second and five into third and one. I have no problem with anything like that. I know I know fans. They get upset with it, and guys like me get upset with it because then we start calling people Captain Checkdown and things like that. But, you know, if a guy's open, and especially in the early part of the season, I, I'm willing to get the, the wheels greased any any possible way I can. So I, I think it's a smart signing. I wonder what it means for Nick Chubb, but I, I, I do think it's pretty smart on, on the Browns and, and good for Kareem. He still needs to do a lot to get back in the good graces of, of regular society. But I think he's he'll continue to work on that. He's not perfect by any means, and we we all can get other chances. So we'll see how how it works out for Kareem. 
Yeah, that's what, that's where I was going to go next. I mean, first of all, I don't think I don't think we n- knew or know, and I don't think Kareem really knew uh, what his value would be on the no. on the open market. So I, I agree with you; it's a, a good deal for him. But yeah, I mean, if you went out there, like, say something. I'm sorry to cut you off, but if something bad really happened to like Nick Chubb or something, and he was the feature back, you know, that mm-hmm. that might change things. That might change the money that's there, yeah. but. You know, it's 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 smart to take some guaranteed cash. I mean, even after taxes, that's about four. So he should be uh, he should be okay. Yeah, Nick Chubb signed through uh, through next season through twenty one. So yeah, I'm I'm curious what happens there. A lot of people I talk to think it's not smart to put a ton of money into a running back because they've seen a lot of teams don't go deep in the playoffs when they're paying a running back a lot of money. I think that's, I know that's what has happened in the past. I don't know if that's necessarily uh, just what's happened or if that's, you know, a fact <laughs> in that, that this doesn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, I I hate admitting it. I really hate it because he is, I think he's probably my favorite Brown. I like him and Miles a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I talked about this a little bit today with Anthony is I struggle with it because I want them to do well. And I, I, I want the Browns to do well because I'm a fan and I have no faith because I haven't seen it yet. I have no idea yet. I, I have no faith that they'll just be able to replace Nick Chubb. So I start to be beholden to the talent and I have, I have every bit of faith and I, I did the, I did the math every way I could. I did the history every way I could over the last couple of weeks. I didn't know that there was a Kareem Hunt signing coming around the corner, but I did the math every way I could, and it just it doesn't add up. Rod, it doesn't add up. These teams that are, are very good, the, the running backs aren't necessarily a dime a dozen. You have to have some talent, but they they do not, they're not interested. You know, Todd Gurley got paid a lot of money, and then they got out of that as soon as they could because of the injury there, and they made it to a Super Bowl. They made it to a yeah. Super Bowl, and they got shut down, and he got shut down in that game, unfortunately. But so far, over the last five years, and I bet I could go back even further, um, you've had one guy who was a first-round pick, and that was Sony Michelle. And remember, his quarterback was 39 when he got when he got drafted number one overall. Mm-hmm. So you, you look at how these drafts go, and you see the guys who have got paid. Zeke Elliott was taken in the top five. Well, you're supposed to pay Zeke Elliott. Well, he plays on an average football team right now. He does, record-wise. Yeah. yeah. Le'Veon Bell was taken in the second round. Le'Veon Bell got signed to a great big franchise deal, and he is a waste of money with the Jets. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is the only real big thing they have going on offense right now in Carolina. That's probably a five- or a six-win team. And so, really, what are you paying for there? Saquon Barkley will be paid because he was taken top three. What what value is it of Saquon Barkley when you're not in the playoffs? I don't think that the Giants are going to do very well. The two the two outliers that I can think of right now, Alvin Kamara, who will probably have a deal, I'm guessing, by maybe Friday, and Joe Mixon got a deal last year or last week. One guy plays with a 41-year-old quarterback. That guy, this could probably be his last year, so big money yeah. will come off the books. And the other guy plays with a rookie quarterback. So you don't have to pay that guy for four or five years even. Now, they'll probably do a deal if he's the goods. They'll do a deal earlier than later. But you don't have to pay that guy for a very long period of time. So those are two teams that could compete at some point. 
while paying a running back. I don't think it's impossible to pay Nick. I just know that it's a lot of contending teams idea. They ain't interested in paying a running back. So I think Nick can get paid. Unfortunately, I just think it's going to be by a average or below average team that I hope isn't the Cleveland Browns. Cause I hope they're going in the right direction by them. Right. Yeah, I understand. And I, I guess the thing is you have to have faith in your GM. And I think, uh, I think that most of us at this point have, I know it's, it's over a short period of time, but um, Andrew Barry has, has proven himself in the short term that I think people like what they've seen. So I think, you know, as we see more from him, I think we're going to get more and more comfortable with his ability to, to replace guys and, and feel like we're in good hands with him. Yeah. I, the, the only thing I, I worry about is, well, I worry about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid that I can pay Nick Chubb. The only problem is, is I think that they're going to go, if, if you end up paying Nick Chubb, that means you turn around and you become the scenario that I just talked about with the Bengals. Yeah. Or it doesn't work out with Baker, and you, then you can afford Nick Chubb, and then you're paying him to be the bell cow for a rookie quarterback. And I don't want anything like that to happen because I, I want it to work out with Baker. I want it to work out with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree, definitely. So um, so OB, OBJ and Jarvis are also signed for a while. Do, you know, I think uh, I think I kind of have a hard time seeing – all of this, all these guys staying together for um, what Jarvis signed through 22, OBJ yeah. through 23, and, and um, at this point. So, hey, what's your what's your thought? Do you think it's kind of a wait and see what happens with the two wide receivers oh, and definitely. see how the offense works? Definitely, definitely. I I'm a big fan of Jarvis Landry. Uh, I'd like to keep Jar- Jarvis Landry's younger than I think for whatever reason. I keep wa- I keep thinking he's like 30. He's 27, if I'm not mistaken. So he's still yeah. young, and, and I think that that's he's he's got he's got everything it takes to be a number one receiver because you can just count on him to be in the right spot. And I think a really good he's never played. You know, Baker struggled last year. He's and he then he played with Baker as a the, he played with Baker as a rookie. You know, I, Rod, I I got to look at it in this sense and think. Do it was Jarvis is yeah that Jarvis has been here now going on three years. This will be Odell's second. Okay, so he did play with Baker as a rookie. Then he played with Baker when he struggled last year. When he was in Miami, he played with Ryan Tannehill, was a young struggling quarterback. You know, I, I think if he played with one of the franchise quarterbacks in the league, I think this guy. He's already over a thousand yard wide receiver a year. I think this guy is one of the top names in the NFL. I think I that if he with Ben Roethlisberger, I think he would be a killer to us. Um, the other one with Odell, I'm a huge Odell fan. I wanted Odell badly. The problem now with Odell is that I wonder if his contract will dictate something. If yeah. he has a really good year, will he want another contract? Will they be able to afford such a contract? I'm not sure. If he has a really bad year, I think they're going to try to liquidate that asset. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if this could be the the final year with Odell Beckham Jr. Regardless, I hope it's not. Uh, I really like him, and I want him to see. I want to see him succeed with my football team because I'm sick and tired of arguing against talent. For whatever reason, all these teams can make <laughs> the most of their talent, and we can't. So right. I want it to work out. But if there's going to be, I think there's going to be some tense moments right after the season, Rod. I, I really do. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can see that happening. The the Browns have head into the season with the second most salary cap space, uh, thirty four point five million. And you know, some fans are complaining. You know, they want the Browns to spend the money. Um, you know, the Browns spent some money this year. They've extended some guys. They signed some guys. Uh, they they've got a a quarterback who they're going to need to to, in my opinion. <laughs> you know signed to a contract here so i don't think it's i don't think it's all that stupid to to not spend every dime at this point um you know and there's always the possibility of of another signing you know well, well, the they try they tried to give jadevian Clowney 54 million guaranteed i can't put a gun to his head and make him sign the contract well it's true yeah. you know <laughs> they, they tried to spend that money in free agency they they spent it on a couple of nice players, and they gave Austin Hooper a, a big contract, which some people re- unbelievably weren't happy about, which I didn't understand. Yeah, uh, they kept making a comparison. They kept they kept make, making a comparison to George Kittle, and I'm saying George, that'd be great if George Kittle was a free agent. George Kittle's not a free agent, so I don't understand where the comparison. You can't get George Kittle. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that doesn't wash. And I I like Austin Hooper. I think he'll be a good target. I hope that it helps out David Njoku. I hold my breath on that. This Harrison Bryan kid is a guy that they love. Uh, he played very – he was very good in camp with them. Uh, but, yeah, they tried to spend that money. But, honestly, like, okay, if, if they have a good season this year, what do we do with Larry Ogunjobi? This is, remember, Larry Ogunjobi is not a first-round pick. We do not have that option on him. This is year four with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denzel Ward will be past year three. Baker Mayfield will be past year three. We've already had a conversation, you and I, about Nick Chubb. You, don't, yeah. you, got, you got a big receipt there. You got a big bill coming in. All right. And so the, these are these are itemized players here that you want to figure out which ones you want to keep and and which one you want to take off the books and and all the other things. Are, and there's also, gosh, there's there's so many moving parts to this. This is what makes it really difficult. Is that all right? By that time, Sheldon Richardson, I think that that deal will be done. Uh, you have a one-and-one with Adrian Claiborne, who's a backup already. What do I do with the, the Olivier Vernon contract will probably be to its end. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, i got to replace those players. So now, all of a sudden, i got a bit of a problem on my hands, don't I? So this defense, you know, people people are going to be – I think they're going to be very angry about this defense at times, and I'm just going to go, man, you guys you guys going to have to get patient here. You guys better settle in and get patient because it's, it's going to take a few years to get this defense where you need to get it. You you can't fix everything all at once. Nope. You just can't. Nope. You just can't. So that yeah, there's a lot of youth on the, you know, linebacker on back. So um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some time. Definitely. Yep. You're right about so, that. So the uh, this the schedule. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> this season it's kind of interesting because I don't know if home away makes you know home or away makes a whole lot of difference. Uh, <laughs> This season, you know, there might be there's going to be a few fans in the stands some places, and you know, I don't know what they're all doing with piping and crowd crowd noise and all that stuff. But um, what's your? And I know that the the schedule has a way of changing throughout the season too, and how hard and easy it looks. But what's your thought on this schedule? And um, you know, hard part, easy part, um, things like that, games that you know that. Uh, that you're looking forward to. Well, I think it's going to be I, I think it's going to be difficult in the first part of the season because even though you got two very winnable games in the first three weeks, I think it's going to be difficult because you're you're 
you're really trying to figure out yourself first before before you play other teams. And I forget who said it, and I wish I could remember it. Gosh, I wish I could remember it because he played, and, and it's a it's a, it's a fairly recent person who said it. You know, you don't figure out your team until about the first month of the season. You really don't. And I think it might even take longer than this because these guys just got, all got together. I think this is going to be a very difficult spot for for Kevin Stefanski and his crew. And I think it's going to be the same for a lot of a lot of first team first year first year head coaches mm-hmm. uh, with their new quarterbacks. I, I I think I look forward to the second half of the season. I just with that being said, I don't want to freak out. Like if they start three and three, I know there will be calls about Case Keenum, and I do not want that to happen. My goal, <laughs> my goal for this year is, and I know you asked about the schedule. You know, the schedule, the schedule, there's always going to be, a, there's going to be a game in there that they should win that they're going to lose. And there's going to be a game I, th- I hope in there that they should lose, that they're going to win. And I hope certainly that's week one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you got the, it's weird. You, you, you do what Buffalo did last year. We have to go back to back with the Meadowlands. Buffalo, I think, started out the season last year with the Jets and the Giants in the Meadowlands. So that's a, that's a weird situation just because you, you go back to the same place. But you go back-to-back, and, and we'll see how that one goes. Those are both poor football teams. I think one of them might have a new head coach at that time. I, you can never trust the Jets, and, and by that time you might be playing someone different than Adam Gase. Mm-hmm. And you might, hell, hell, you might, depending on what it is, you might have look at a different quarterback. I don't know if Sam Darnold's going to make it through the year there. Um, I worry about that boy. I really do. Um, Pittsburgh's tough. Uh, certainly the Ravens are tough. Cincinnati, I think, is healthy, healthier than they've been. Will they be as talent? Will they do they have talent? Yes. Will they be together? I'm not sure. And and again, their defense is their defense is looking for help like crazy as well. Um, I, I think there's I think there's winnable games, but I, I think that there's the the fear of my worst case scenario playing out. You give up on Baker too soon, then all of a sudden you win you start to win a few games with Case Keenum, you end up somewhere in the middle. I, right. I do not yeah. want to have conversations about whether or not Case Keenum can lead us to the promised land like he did with the Vikings, which some people will try to make that argument. I, it's almost to the point where I'd rather, okay, let's let give me some progress, give me a full season, go eight and eight, nine and seven. Let's see if we can do that. And if not, then just fine, just let the bottom fall out. And let's do this all over again with a different quarterback if that's going to be the case. Because I do not want to have a big Case Keenum discussion because <laughs> I think we'll just be having the same conversation in three years. Yeah, it, as as far as I'm concerned, if Baker looks like he can play football this year yeah. and, and is learning in this system, it, the guy's been through so many changes and everything. I think he just he needs this year, and and then you go into next year with him still as your quarterback. Yeah, I, just, Rod, I, I tell you what, you know, I, and and I have this fight almost every morning about him. It's like, well, they put their future into him. Well, whose fault is that? I don't understand why it's Baker Mayfield's fault. I keep bringing up this analogy with Anthony, and they don't want to listen to it. I said, hell, my son's five years old. Now, he drives his power wheels around, but I gave him the keys to my real truck, and he drove it down the street into the high school. Who are they going to blame? They're not going to blame Axel. They're going to blame me. Right. So they, wait, they tailored this entire franchise around Baker Mayfield, and he messed up. He did mess up. But you're supposed to have adults in charge that know what's right and what's wrong, and they're supposed to know better. And I, as much as I love John Dorsey, I love John Dorsey, it was a it was his Waterloo. He gave, they put way too much faith into a young quarterback that they shouldn't have done. They should have brought him along the right way. 
and it should be a cautionary tale for a bunch of teams out there in the NFL. It's uh, but the problem is somebody else will get too too crazy about it. And they'll probably do the same thing and they'll have a problem as well. But I know from this experience, you you got to do it right. You can't just do from what he likes. It's the same raising a quarterback as it is raising kids. You can't yeah. be their friend all the time. You got to do what's right for them. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, I get very passionate about that part. I get, <laughs> hey, I, that, that's a good thing. Because that's everybody goes, thing, oh, you just, you're just a fanboy for Baker. No, I'm trying to explain it here. You wouldn't do that for your damn kids. Why would you do that for yeah. your quarterback? Yeah, well, you, you've been talking, I, I think, about your expectations. I think I have a good feeling, you know, good feel for where you are with the Browns. Uh, tell me about, tell me how you feel the fans are this season. Is, do you think it's... Tepid. Different from other seasons, do you think they're a little more guarded about the Browns, or yep. is it, or is it the same? Yep, I think they are. Uh, I, I, I do not. They don't know about the players because we haven't seen them. And then you came off a season where everybody thought they were going to be good, including myself. They were six and ten, and everything else just fell apart. And they did. I like. I'm, I'm sitting there going, "There's no way they're going to fire John Dorsey with this." You're throwing the baby out with. Oh, they fired John Dorsey. Well, they did throw the baby out with the bathwater there, and they brought back Andrew, and 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 they put Paulie Podesta, you know, back in his spot. Hell, that you know, hell, that might end up being a better move. I know how Howie Roseman lost all power, and they basically put him in a closet in Philadelphia <laughs> when Chip Kelly was there, and then he he staged one of the greatest coups of all time took power back, and then went out and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So maybe Paul Ibedesta's that guy. I don't know. I have no idea. Same thing with uh, with Andrew Barry. I happen to really, really like Andrew, but, hell, that doesn't say much because I like everybody. So <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I I just, man, I think that a lot of people just are kind of in wait-and-see mode. I think that you really – there was a lot of folks who finally felt that last year was their year, and they are not thrilled with the Browns that, in their eyes, the Browns got their hopes up. So, and I don't blame those fans for feeling that way. So yeah. I think the Browns are going to have to prove it to them this year, and this is going to be a tough year to go out and prove it to them. How's Baker going to do this season? I do. I I don't know how he's going to do. I, I wish I had a great answer for that. He still misses high, and when you miss high, I think usually and and probably some coaches could correct me on this. I think when you miss high, that I mean I think your feet are moving too quickly. And you're not uh, not in a good base. That's why I think when you miss high, uh, he still misses high, so that means he's got to work on his footwork. Uh, but I think that that's always going to be a natural thing that he's going to have to fight. Uh, and Alex Van Pelt, he he put that out there in the very first press conference he had. That means he watched a lot of film, and that's the first thing that guys notice is their feet. Your feet have to be together to to deliver a good pass. So I think he'll battle that all year. My goal for Baker is if we're looking statistically, if I can finish the year and I'm in somewhere in, uh, I'm going to say 3,600 yards, 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, 12 or 13 interceptions or less. I'd love to have even less than that. I think because you can get more touchdowns because you'll have better, you should have better red zone capability. Yeah. Then... I don't need to throw the ball around. I got two good running backs. Why do I need to throw a ball around like crazy? I need to do that. So I I don't need to have you know Lamar Jack. Hell, I, let me compare him to the guys playing on Sunday. 
Lamar Jackson, they were 27th in passing yards last year, Rod. 27th in passing, the Baltimore Ravens were. And he got better as a quarterback. He threw a much better ball than he did his rookie year. I saw him on mm-hmm. eyes. I mm-hmm. thought he wasn't going to be able to. So we, we got all worked up about passing yards, and we want to see great, big, prolific Matt Stafford numbers. I don't think that's needed. Not with this kid. No. And some no. people might say, well, that's, I want more on my first-round pick. Well, I'm sorry. We're going to have to get realistic here real soon because, I, yeah, I want, I want the number one overall pick to be the answer to everyone's prayers. And I also know that now you're going to have to develop this boy. So just give it a minute and let's see if we can't get him going in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, and it's about the team and about winning, too. It's not about the individual stats yeah. in the end. Yeah, so. and, you know, everybody wants to make the comparison to him and Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a second-round pick. And Drew Brees struggled mightily. They remember they took they took him they took Philip Rivers to replace him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Ken, I really appreciate you taking time out of your. I know you're busy, so I really appreciate you taking the time to to join us and and talk some Browns. Um, everybody can give you a follow at Ken Carmen, and they can listen to you on ninety two three the fan. Um, what else do you have going on that you'd like to throw out there? Oh God! Everything, right? Yeah, you got it all. The fan, man. That's what. That's what it's <laughs> supposed to be. You know. That's all. Yeah, the fan's good. And I'm good, right? I'm real good right now, man. I don't need to throw out anything more. You got it all, brother. Excellent. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Good talking to you, Ken. And Rod, thank you very much. All right, this has been the Browns Blitz. We will catch you next time. <laughs>